0: day for some coffee and a chat in the greenhouse. So grab your cup and I'll see you there. Hello everyone and welcome back to Chats in the Greenhouse. It is such a joy in my heart for you to be tuning back in and listening in to each of these episodes as I watch the viewers just kind of spread across the map. It just warms my heart with what God can do with saying yes to Him. And I'm not saying that I'm worthy of anyone listening to anything that I have to say, but by following God and starting this podcast, which was something I never, ever thought that I would do or never had as a desire for my heart to do, it was just kind of answering a calling that he placed on my heart. And now I see that there are viewers all the way to Seattle and Texas and New York and even in London, there's some listeners. And so it just makes my heart smile and so happy that each week you allow me to be a part of your day and be that, little whisper in your ear of encouragement, of God's love and mercy and grace that He bestows on our life every single day. I love you guys, and I'm going to get into part three of Miscarriage Story. And this part of the story is when I was longing for my rainbow, when I was... Just really hoping and praying that God would bless us with our promise and bless us with a rainbow baby and break the silence that I felt in my life. And just give me that healing moment of restoration. It was during this time where I was just hoping that God would break the silence and give us our healing. And that took a little bit longer than I had hoped for. And it was at this point in my life when God told me to write a book. This is the part of the journey that I was on. This is where I was at and longing for something that I was living in. Um, It's kind of like an unknown waiting period. I call this part of my longing journey, longing for a rainbow. It's like that moment where you're just in waiting every single day, you're anticipating and you're back in that cycle of trying for a baby and the same process of you try and then you think maybe it worked and then you wait and then you test and they either negative or it's positive. And then the cycle kind of just starts over again. And during this time period for me and i think anyone else who is in trying it's like you constantly are thinking and eating and doing everything as if you're pregnant because you don't know if you are or you're not and there's only a little period of time in each month cycle that you know that you're not pregnant so all of the things that i was doing During this time period, eating healthy and trying to be conscious of all of the stress and all the things to just kind of point to having a baby, I just felt like my heart was shattered. And the only way that that was going to be fixed was if I seen a positive test, because what broke me had to be what fixed me. And that's kind of where I was at. I want to read this quote by Helen Keller says the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or touched, but are felt in the heart. When I seen this quote by her, it just warmed my heart because it's so true. And our unborn babies that we have miscarried are not touched. We've never held them, but we felt them in our heart. We felt that love for them from the moment we saw the positive test. Once we knew that they were there, we immediately loved them just like so much as if we've just birthed them because they're yours. They're your child and no one can take that away from you. And during this time for me, this time of longing for a rainbow, it felt like the darkest place I've ever been. I... Thought that shortly after my miscarriage, that was the darkest place. But it turned into be even darker the weeks and weeks and weeks and months even following my miscarriage because I just continually grew darker. My heart continually broke every day as I wasn't rebounding. If you'll, if if that's. A way that you can say that when i wasn't fulfilled when i wasn't having a rainbow when i wasn't having a promise that i would have another child to fix this or mend this broken heart i remember a certain day actually i was laying on the couch and i was watching hallmark movies i love hallmark movies I remember the, it was just raining. It was such a gloomy day. And for me, I know I've spoke about hummingbirds and this was a time period in my life where there were no hummingbirds in my life. There were no hummingbirds around. And I remember just laying on the couch and it was pouring the rain and all of a sudden the sun came out so bright. And I was home alone and I just stu- like stared out the window and I was thinking, oh my gosh, there has to be a rainbow, like an actual rainbow outside over our house. So I remember just taking off, running, going down the stairs on the front porch and just standing in the yard and just watching all in the sky, all different directions, spinning around looking for the rainbow and just praying to God saying, please, God, show me this. Please show me this rainbow. Show me that you're here. Show me your presence in my life through this sign and just looking and looking and nothing being there and just being soaking wet in the rain. and I remember just like collapsing on the ground and screaming at God and crying and just telling Him to show Himself to me. And you know what? He wasn't. He was choosing to be silent in that point of my life. I was yelling and yelling, send me a rainbow. Show me you will heal my broken heart and never do this to me again. But there was just nothing there. This is the most broken I can ever remember being myself as I had to force my drenched body off of the ground and go back into the house, change clothes and know I felt he was gone. I just felt like I was all alone and he had abandoned me. He was not answering my prayer. He was not giving us a rainbow baby. We didn't have an answer for that. Brenton had been on his medication, his fertility vitamins and things like that to help have a healthy baby and nothing was happening. This was the first time I remember just going through a silent period with God. I've heard a lot of people talk about having silent periods and just being like, He's quiet. I feel like my prayers are just hitting the ceiling and bouncing back. And for me, this was the first time this had ever happened to me. And I'm going to tell you, I did not like it. I don't like it to this day. I go through silent periods sometimes, but nothing like this long and this agonizing and not in this place of pain and brokenness and feeling like He had nothing to say to me. Um, I want to read this scripture and says, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 6, Behold, I am going to bring healing and a remedy, and I will heal them, and I will reveal to them an abundance of peace and truth. This scripture is a promise that God will bring healing and remedy to our hearts, and that He also will reveal an abundance of peace and truth. That's what the scripture is saying. So it is a promise to just wait and hold on. And that's what I did. It was hard and excruciating even at moments. But like when you go through those times with your relationship and your walk with God, when you go through those troubles, we have to cling to His Word because His Word is all we have to speak to us. When we feel like He's not there and He's not daily speaking back to us as we pray to Him and you just feel like you're living in the silence, that's when we need to go to His Word and find scriptures like these because He is speaking directly to us during those the, uh, another scripture that I know and love is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 through 3-5, and this version is the message. I know people don't like that, but I kind of like the paraphrase just for explanation purposes. It says, All praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah. Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel, He comes alongside us when we go through hard times, and before you know it, He brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no more so than the good times of His healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too. Oh my goodness, isn't that so true? I love that scripture so much, and there is so much truth in that for knowing that every time you go through a struggle, when you voice that struggle, don't you have other people come out who have also been through that struggle to walk walk beside of you through it? And doesn't that give you so much comfort having the relatability of those things to talk and chat about when you know someone genuinely knows how you feel. And that's what it's saying because we can also know that Jesus knows exactly how we feel, right? Because he suffered on the cross and he bore every single burden that we've ever been through. But also there comes significant amount of comfort in your friend, in your friend that's also been through those battles. And I remember when I went through this and I was in this silent time, that's when God placed in my heart to start um my blog and that is when miscarriage awareness really became big in my life was when i went through it and god was like share your story and i was like how can i share my story people don't share stories like this and i remember just writing the story on the blog and putting it out there for the world to see and how quickly my inbox filled up with other moms and grandmothers and my friends moms pouring their stories in their lives out to me but then telling me don't tell anyone because i've never told anyone and i was like wow, you've carried this burden for 30 years, 50 years, 60 years, and never told a soul? And I'm sitting here just dying on the inside because no one knows about my baby. Not about me, but about the life that I created. That is my son or my daughter, and they're in heaven. And I just, it would be like me having one of my children here. For me, this is how I felt. It would be like hiding them in a closet and not telling someone like, I have a daughter named Baze, or I have a daughter named Beacon. And just keeping that secret that's how i felt i felt like i was doing that not doing justice to little babies and i can't imagine having that as a secret within my soul for 60 years and never telling anyone as these stories i read through them each every single one of them gave me a strength like i had never felt before they gave me a purpose in life to go forward and advocate for other people to tell their story other people to break free of the bondage that that had placed on their life for years or even a couple months or a couple days. And through talking with people like that, that's when I decided there's more of the story that needs to be told. There's more people that need to be reached and comforted because this is just becoming too common and too many people feel alone. But we don't have to feel alone anymore. This scripture Genesis chapter 3 verse 16 says to the woman he said I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain you shall bring forth children this scripture is talking about childbirth and when the pain was added to childbearing and where it hurt really bad to deliver a child but I also feel like it is where miscarriage and losses were added to lifestyle in Bible days I feel like this is the reason that we go through those and the purpose of every strife we face on the earth. Um, Suffering was never God's plan for our lives. And this is why He grieves so bad to watch us go through trials like these. He designed the world to be perfect, and He describes that in Genesis chapter 1, when He ultimately wanted for His children to live in the Garden of Eden, and we can thank Eve for that, right? Eve ate the fruit. She got Adam on board, and from that day forth, we knew good versus evil. She invited all that into our life. That's when um, labor sufferings came into play. Miscarriage over sin over the years was added to our lives, and there's nothing that we can do to change the result of the maternal battle that you're fighting or you have fought there's nothing you can do and that guilt is one thing that weighs heavy on a lot of mothers or women who want to become mothers is I'm broken I have something wrong with me. What's wrong with me? I've got to fix this. I've got to fix this. But there's nothing that you need to do more. The only thing you need to do is love the Lord and cling on to him to help you through that battle. And eventually, if you're supposed to be a mother, it's going to happen either through your womb or through someone else's. And we it's our job to condition our heart and prepare it to love in that capacity when it's supposed to happen. Everything we go through, every good time, hard time, and in-between time is to shape us into the person God longs for us to be. This person is to glorify God in every way possible. So ask yourself, what might that purpose be? What might God want to do with your life tomorrow that requires this difficult journey today? I love asking that question because so many times when we go through battles, we feel like they're just a waste of life. It's just difficult if I can just get through this ridiculous time. Life will be great and I'll just go on about my business. But I want you to ask it because a lot of times people don't learn the lesson in the middle of the battle and they have to learn it again and again and again. And they have these horrible lives because they never learn the lesson, right? You can think about that whenever you know someone who maybe deals with alcoholism or drugs or addictions or lust or lying or there's all kinds of sins. And, you know, their life is just constantly in turmoil because they don't learn their lesson. They keep going back to the thing that broke them. And I know for me, like over my life, like I'm not perfect at all. I fell ridiculously every single day but I try when I go through difficult things for God to say okay Lord show me what I'm supposed to learn during this because I never want to have to learn this lesson again I never want to have to hurt like this again I don't want to miss a single message that you're trying to tell me so I want you to ask yourself today ask that question God if I'm fighting a battle can you show me why I'm fighting this battle who is this battle supposed to help later on down the road What am I supposed to do during this suffering that can glorify you? What do you want from me to do for you that can magnify you to everyone else? How do I turn my light on? How do I shine your light brighter for the world to see so that everyone can know that you're number one in my life? Those are things I want you to ask yourself um, today as I get towards the end of this podcast. I have a prayer in my book at the end of the chapter, Longing for a Rainbow. And I want to read it to you today. Dear loving God, I pray today you send healing and direction and shine a light where there is darkness and place insight where there is blindness. I ask you to reveal the purpose of the battles you have placed on our lives. Give us guidance to use these struggles for your glory. Remove loneliness and isolation during the stillness. Give us a sense of unity one to another and mend broken hearts. I want to read a couple quotes from my book to end this podcast. It says, Everything we go through every good time, hard time, and in between time is to shape us into the person God longs for us to be. Every single thing we go through is not a waste because it's molding you and morphing you and, pu- and putting you in the place that you are supposed to be to do a better calling, to do whatever you're supposed to do in your lifetime that God has planned for you. Another one is what might God want to do with your life tomorrow that requires this difficult journey today? I live by this. I live by this. Every time I go through a battle, I want to ask God like, okay, okay, Lord, what, what is this supposed to make me be tomorrow? What is this trial teaching me for tomorrow or next year or even 10 years from now? Because if you look back at your life, and you, I've heard a lot of people say like, I've gone through all these horrible times, but when you look back from the place that you're standing right now and, and then you ask, looking back if I had the chance to change where I've been or how something happened, would I? And I can't say that looking back at my losses or my miscarriage or some of my struggles even, I can't say that I would change that because it would alter my future because I have two rainbow babies now that I've, I'm raising. One is four and one just turned two, and I lost two babies, one before each of those. And if I went back and I took those away, what if it altered the children that I have now? Or if I went back and I took those away and then when I get to heaven, they're not waiting for me. I took the pain out of my heart, but guess what? I also took away two heavenly babies that are angels that are working alongside of Jesus. And I want to tell you right now, friend, if you've been through that, if you're going through that today, it's worth it. It's worth it. We may not understand it, but it's worth it. Because you have a heavenly reward that's waiting for you. And you have mothered a heavenly child. That gives me chills to even say that. I'm going to close out today on this note, even though I know it's kind of heavy and I know I've left you with a lot of things to think about, but I just really love you. I love those unborn babies and I love um, being able to speak to you guys. I'm going to end right now on this note, even though I know it's kind of heavy and I'm sorry for that, but I hope that you have some things to think about and ponder on. I love you so much guys and I thank you for tuning in. If you could, share this podcast on your Instagram, if you could share it on your Facebook, if you could share it to a friend or text it to them, any of the episodes, if you know of anyone that's hurting, that's going through a difficult time, if you could just send it over to them, I would just greatly appreciate it to get the word out there. Also, if you have a chance afterwards, if you could give a review Those are super helpful um, in just spreading the word and putting it out there since this is a newer podcast. I would greatly appreciate it if you could give a review. Um, That would be absolutely amazing. Tune in next week. I will have the next segment of this um, healing story, which is going to be Longing for Redemption. These are getting into some of my favorite chapters of my book and just the healing that takes place as God showed to me so many different layers of purpose in going through pain and going through struggle and how that alters the path of your life and all the things. So I will see you here next week in the greenhouse with a cup of coffee. I love you friends. Bye.